It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Parental discretion is advised. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at SorgatronMedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 486. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitters, live in the Mayhem Studios. Where are these called? In Pittsburgh, PA. Live at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com, wherever you want to find me. Uh, we're usually about 9 p.m. here, Eastern Time. Eastern Time, amen. Uh, Tuesday nights, you can join us. And I got the whole crew with me. Uh, some of the best in the industry. What industry? That's the other question. Uh, from the deep nether reaches, look at that couch. Uh, over there, Papa Lunchbox, at DJ Lunchbox on the Twitters, panelriot.com. How you doing, sir? Hello, Sorg. This is DJ Lunchbox reporting to you from underneath the desk of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What? I have set up shop here for about a week or so, and let me tell you, I am still unaccustomed to the smell. It's like he keeps his testicles in a sealed jar and only airs them out under here. It's both disgusting and arousing. I will attempt to stay conscious to report on the chairman's man funk throughout the evening. Wow. Okay. Um, and also with us from Poughkeepsie, New York, he's a former employee. He's been future endeavored by the WWE himself. He is Mad Mike. How the fuck am I going to follow that? I don't know, but I did not give you video. We just have Matt uh, chewing on things, so I'll, I'll have you uh, up in a second there, sir. Oh, well, good. That means I don't have to put pants on, sword. Oh, there you go. No pants mayhem. <laughs> no pants nodding. mayhem. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How you doing? Hi, Sorg. Um, I, I can attest that the uh, the odor, the aura, if you will, that surrounds WWE headquarters is quite um, pungent. Pungent. Yeah, uh, that, that that's the word I'd use to describe it. I do not envy LB's position right now. I can only recommend um, a good, healthy dose of vinegar when he gets back. First-hand accounts, guys. First-hand accounts. This is why we have the best in pod- wrestling podcasts talking in podcasting right here. The best also, fucking podcast team ever, Sorg. That's right. The best fucking guy. <laughs> also with us, he's our friend in the mainstream media. He's also a, a, a contributor now to uh, uh, IndieWrestling.us and Wrestling Mayhem Show. Check out his uh, first column for the, the former, I'm sorry, the latter, uh, coming up this week. He is mainstream Matt Carlins. Journalism, Sorg. <laughs> journalism freaking journalism i i watched the real news tonight for comparison points 
Why'd you do that? Why did I do that? I'm asking myself the same thing, sir. Uh, But anyways, uh, so this is your Wrestling Mayhem show. As you can tell, we like to have a little fun. Sometimes we get to to pro wrestling. Sometimes it's truthful. We got some truthiness mixed in there somewhere. Uh, But you can check us out, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Subscribe to us on your iTunes, on on your iHeartRadio, audio formats, video formats at YouTube. We got some clips over on Facebook as well. And multiple shows throughout the week. Some over Hangouts, some on specific shows like Monday Night Raw or some of these mid week wars that are fizzling out here so we'll see how those go in those planning stages for us and so much more you can also drop us a line to that email address good times at com or the hotline at 412-206-WMS0 on social media at Mayhem Show or Wrestling Mayhem Show on the Facebook the Facebook group there's a lot of conversation as well I highly recommend that you join us on there um Hundreds, hundreds of people. I don't remember a number, but they're, they're, they're adding all the time. I really appreciate seeing a lot of new faces pop up there and a lot of varied conversation. Just having a lot of fun out there. So, uh, and also, uh, big ups to our friends that are uh, supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. I really just said big ups a moment ago, didn't I? Uh, but, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> like it's 95. Like it's 1995. <laughs> like I'm in, Freaking junior high. Um, but well, anyway, it makes sense since the since the DJ from Corn appeared on Raw last night. So, oh jeez, I didn't even see that. But anyways, uh, but thanks to our friends, of course, uh, tagged. Although I think there might be some shenanigans there as our longest Patreon supporter consistently, AJ. And of course, the WrestlingRevolution.com's. Uh, he has many names. One is Garza. I couldn't remember which one to call him tonight. <laughs> Another long-time supporter. I think the longest-time supporter overall. And, of course, our newest um, um, joining us, uh, Ed Ed Burke. At Ed Burke and a number. I can't remember what is off the top of my head on the Twitter. 37. 37. Sword. Ed Burke 37. 37. Hello. He, we've been having a lot of fun with him on the Twitters for the past few weeks, months, something like that. And uh, thank you for becoming a new Patreon supporter. You can do so as well. Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. Uh, tonight it got a little weird for the Mayhem Gold. Um, I hope you appreciate that. And you got it very exclusively because I forgot to hit the stream button. So you can only get it if you're donating a little bit right there to the Patreon. So please go do that. Uh, so let's get into the stories of the night, guys. Uh, first of all, I know there's some science to be had. By a man that has a master's degree in the science science way. He's, wait, 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 wait. If you're on video, so he's, he's holding this up to the camera. Look at these numbers. Look, he mapped this. He, like, white-papered Sorg. this thing. Look at this thing. Sorg, I scienced the fuck out of the Bellatron. Okay, okay. Now, now, right. okay, so the Bellatron is supposed to be a countdown to breaking the record of longest-held Divas Championship, uh, breaking the record that nobody mentions of AJ Lee, by the way. Yes. Um, and you had some problems with this, and I think a lot of us had some problems with this, and we also have the man behind the uh, Strip Nikki petition to give his side of the story here as well. But first, let's look at the Bellatron. What did you determine, Mike? Okay. So, first, before I could examine the Bellatron, I had to get an exact measurement of AJ Lee's title reign. Now, uh, I did this with the help of the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ won the title on June 16, 2003. I'm doing all of this in Eastern Standard Time because 
fuck the West Coast. Um, Whoa. AJ won the title. Sorry, so- sorry Alex. Yeah, sorry, Alex. Um, Garza is saying I need to show numbers and cite sources. I have numbers and sources, motherfucker. Um, AJ won the title on June 6, 2013 at 8.35 p.m. and three seconds. And she lost the title on April 7, 2014 at 10.19 and 37 seconds p.m. That makes for a title reign of 295 days, 44 minutes, and 34 seconds. It's a long fucking title reign, people. Mm-hmm. Now, Nikki Bella, who won the title from AJ at Survivor Series last year, if you guys will remember, it was horrible. It was uh, the kiss of death repeated, and it was awful. Uh, but she won the title on November 23rd, 2014, at 9.51 and 4 seconds p.m. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because... Last night on Raw, they had the Bellatron come up around 10.30 and 45 seconds p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And at that point, Nikki's title reign was 288 days, one hour adjusted for uh, daylight savings time. And yes, I took an hour off of AJ's. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, science. <laughs> Fucking Science. 288 days, 1 hour, 39 minutes, and 41 seconds. Now, the Bellatron read that there was 7 days, 1 hour, 29 minutes, and 44 seconds left before Nikki beat the title reign. That's bullshit. It's bullshit, Sorg. Because there is actually 7 days and 55 minutes and 8 seconds that she needs to hold that title to beat the record. So in other words, as long as Nikki keeps her belt all the way through next week's raw, she has the record, Hmm. but she can't, she can't break. She can't lose the record during raw. To be fair though, they're only off by like 34 minutes and 36 seconds. So not as off as I thought they were going to be. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's and, and when in that is that is the finest example of picking nits I've ever seen in my life. That is downright impressive nitpicking. Thank Holy you. Shit. Thank you. I I'm holding on to my dream that the only reason that WWE is fudging these numbers is because they want to have the Charlotte Nikki Bella match and they want Nikki to break the record during the match and then lose the match. Yeah, see, the thing is, um, they would be better going by the actual numbers than the number they have on the Bellatron. Because judging by the Bellatron, uh, that record ends after Raw is over. Wait, so according, they, according to the Bellatron, go, it's after Raw? Yeah, yeah, because they the graphic came up at 1030 and it said there was an hour and 29 minutes. So that that's over at like midnight. I feel like... They, do you feel like, as I do, I, 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 think, I think... I think they measured it to the end of the day. Okay. Like, like to, to September 15th. Like, when September 15th start, that's when she officially has 296 days. So, I mean, I, I think that's what they're going for. But if they want to get real technical about it, you know, Nikki has to lose the belt within, like, 
the first hour of Raw. Otherwise, she already has the record. Yeah, yeah. Garza said he wasn't. Uh, he calculated that the record should be broken during the first hour, so he was right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if they wanted to do something like that, it makes more sense to go by the actual number rather than just the number of days. Certainly, certainly. But yeah, anyway, fuck Nikki Bella. We need to get that belt. Maybe, off. maybe they forgot the factor in daylight savings time, like you did. No, uh, no, I no, I think they're literally just counting the number of days because. At 10.30, they mm-hmm. showed the thing last night, so it'd be an hour and a half left in the day. Garza calculated the, the record to be broken in the first hour. He, 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 yeah. I think he concedes yeah. that he might have been the one off. So, uh, One, uh, great great bit of math making. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Matt, I, I know you feel very uh, vindicated in, in this situation uh, as the man behind the Strip Nikki yes. movement. Mm, yes. You know, not the first time that the show has been ahead of the curve, so we're about two... Two and a half weeks early on the uh, enough of this Nikki Bella is Divas champion deal. Mm-hmm. And now Charlotte has ripped off my petition idea. I guess it all works out in the end. So what happened with Charlotte? We wanted like a week ago. We declared victory on our petition like a week ago. 70 people, Sorg, signed that petition. That's right. 70 total strangers. Because you know what? I got to say something. I got to get up on my soapbox. You know, when I launched the hashtag strip Nikki petition you know i thought the mayhem universe was going to have my back i thought everyone was going to get in line behind me i thought bobby and the riz and amen and sorgatron and and dj lunchbox were going to queue up behind me and we were going to soldier on and we're going to fight the good fight we're going to get this done you know what you know what happened sorg you know what happened i became an island alone (laughs) against uh, the world all of my brothers turned their backs on me, but it's okay because I found 70, 70 new friends <laughs> who signed my petition. And so it doesn't even matter. You know what? We won. Charlotte stole my idea. Matt, how do you know that Charlotte wasn't one of the ones? This whole thing will be over. How do you know that Charlotte wasn't one of the ones who signed the petition? Hey, oh, hey. I, I checked the whole thing. No, no, I don't think she signed. Assume unless she was going man. by Mrs. Bram. I don't. I'm not sure. No, that's not possible. <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, man. guys. Uh, uh, just really quick, uh, Eamon here. I, I apologize for jumping in. Uh, I, I was. I just wanted to uh, point out one thing. Uh, just really quick. Who really cares? <laughs> <laughs> not to be. And then you don't are get a big old bucket of cold water, Eamon Payton. When I say this, don't like everyone jumps on me about me being broken into the business or whatever. But this is a fake sport. <laughs> Amen. This Amen. is a fake sport. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We're just also, having fun with it. Worried about the validity Amen. of the longest-running Divas champion when everyone talks about how the Divas no. championship doesn't mean shit. Amen. Don't you start Why with that with matter? me? No, 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 no. The idea of this is not to move toward being convinced that it's fake. The idea is to be drawn in. Make me believe. Rules, people. Rules must be followed. Rules must be adhered to. A champion must defend his title every damn 30 days or what the heck is the point? I love love that... We don't like the Bellas. I get it. It, it, You know, (laughs) it's... I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. 
I, and not just you, Matt. I'm not, you're just one of the more you, Matt. You're just one that was active to approach a band. Part of that I can respect, but everyone that's just so upset about this, like, who cares? Uh, oh no, Amen, Amen. You have to, you have to point. I don't actually care about the record. No, no, I, 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 I don't actually care about the record one way or the other. And I'm not necessarily. I, I just saw that, that clock last night. And I'm like, that seems off, and I got bored and did science. Yeah, I don't care about the record. I care about the fact that she's not defending her title. That just seems yeah, a little yeah. suspicious to me. Yeah, yeah, the fact that she's not defending her championship, right? Well, yeah, not because no one else has had that issue in WWE ever, right? I'm, not well, I'm talking about the here and now, Eamon. Listen, defending on house shows. I think the difference is... She's I think, not defending on no, house shows. No, she has been. I, the, the difference is Brock Lesnar has earned his not defending the title for three months because he punches. he's punched people in the face for real, okay? Did Dean Ambrose earn it? Did Dean Ambrose earn it? No, we just forgot about the U.S. title. Yeah. Whereas the Divas have actually had like an ongoing something happening and... And it was kind of about the title, but we forgot to implement the title in the storyline somehow. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, this was a thought experiment. Like the TNA Big Board, like the Mayhem Mania, um, and, 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 and Mike got to use his science bits, and, uh, and, and it was a lot of fun. So, Sorg, there's a lot of math on here. There's, there's, there's look a, at that. Look at I all had, that math. I had to break down how many minutes and seconds and shit and do maths. That's some SAT shit right there. So, um, but in fact, I, I want to construct this as a word problem and submit it to the SAT board. You should, you should, this is we do. We should make the mayhem show SATs based on wrestling problems (laughs) like this. Um, if the referee never saw the, uh, crotch shot, did it really happen in the woods? If Seamus is on a train going 50 miles an hour leaving from Portland and Randy Orton's on a train going 90 miles an hour from St. Louis, how quickly will you not care about the match? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So thank you for bringing this to our attention. Uh, We'll see what's going on with the Divas. Hopefully it gets a little more interesting. Hopefully we see these girls shine a little bit more. Um, I mean, at least we're getting the girls on TV, but you know, we've seen the, the, the crowds kind of lash back against this thing so i'm hoping they can turn it around i mean they got the talent if they can't work this out with this level of talent on raw there's a freaking problem and it's not the girls okay not at this point so uh hey let's take a look at uh first hey throw out some props to our buddies at slice on broadway uh supporting the mayhem show supporting podcast night and everybody comes in the studio with a, a, a pizza every week we get to sample the wares and even our patreons our local patreons uh we're taking one of them out to dinner uh so uh that, that, that's that's one of the benefits if you if you happen to be around uh so uh whatever we can do uh to help you guys out uh so uh slice on broadway slice on broadway.com they're here in the south hills of pittsburgh uh, you can check them out along the tracks here in Beachview over, or over at uh, in uh, Carnegie, PA, down on Main Street. Uh, thank you, Rico. Uh, he's right there on the front page at the bottom there. If you ever see him in the shop, uh, give him a what up from us at the Mayhem Show. And check him out. They're online on Twitter, PJH underscore Slice over there. Look for Slice on Broadway on Facebook. And uh, the Instagram, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the finest pepperoni pizza in Pittsburgh. So, uh, next topic, uh, this was one, so, so, I feel like a year ago we had this discussion of a sort, we, we watched the rise as Lucha Underground came out, 
NXT was still amazing, and 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 we were still fresh a few months into that. Uh, from that had launched on WWE Network earlier in the year. Uh, you know, Impact was moving, and we kind of wondered what that was going to be in their few months off, and it was very awkward. And some could argue probably still is a little awkward. Uh, and then Ring of Honor popped up, and we were like, "What is happening on Wednesday nights? There is so much wrestling. This is amazing." In some respect, that it's happening. Maybe not with the product that you guys actually got to watch. Mike knows for certain. Um, so we're we're at the point. First of all, there's big news tonight. Let's mention this. Uh, NXT has a signing with Kana, a big Japanese star, I believe. Uh, was one reason Eamon was here lurking for a little bit. Uh, then he gets the pad up. Eamon, uh, and since he didn't get an introduction, Eamon Payton, the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling down there in Texas, uh, and also the guy that knows the, dic- the the human dictionary of indie wrestlers. Uh, why? Other than uh, I like the Asian ladies, um, why should I be excited about Kana getting signed here in the WWE? Wow. (laughs) That is is an insight. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Um, To go from that, uh, I think the reason that you should be excited uh, comes from, uh, I mean, think to, this is the first big, Japanese female wrestling star to come into the WWE since the days of Bull Nakano and, and Aja Kong and, and those levels of talents. And I would contend that was probably a peak year for WWE mm-hmm. uh, as far as women wrestling goes. Maybe not as far as prominence, but in, in, in a case of quality in-ring professional wrestling. I don't think anything beats that 93, 94 kind of era where Bull Nakano was champion and you were bringing in you know, your Aja Kongs and your Chaparita Asaris and your talents such as that. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's very important because Kana does bring in a very different style to the WWE. Uh, obviously, that Japanese style that uh, that, that a, a Hideo Itami Kenta a, a became famous for. It's cool to see that those talents are getting signed, but it's also cool to see that it's not limited to just male talents. Um Kana, I think, has been probably the most recognizable Japanese female wrestler of the past 10 years, I would say. Uh, there are some other very uh, notable, prominent ones as well, but as far as names people recognize, she is definitely one of the top as far as talents to have emerged in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely extremely important. Uh, her, she, she has an, an intriguing... She also has something I think that the Joshi Japanese talents, female talents from the mid '90s didn't have, which was she did have a level of is that she does have a level of beauty and and of sex appeal or whatever you want to call it. Uh, not to say that you know your Bull Nakanos and Azakans aren't attractive, but they weren't you know be really considered that. Kana is kind of considered both, um, and and I think that. She brings a, a new life to the NXT women's division. Uh, there was a question of whether things would dip after uh, your Sasha Banks's and your Charlotte's and your Becky Lynch's got called up to the main roster. And uh, with Kana now in the mix, uh, not only is you know you have a top level talent, but I think people are going to be forced to step up one way or the other. Um, and you know, I, I, I think this is definitely the the fresh life juice that the uh, the uh, women's division in NXT need, needed uh, mm-hmm. with the losses of three of their top talents. So 
uh, yeah, I, I definitely think this is a talent that people should be keeping their eyes on uh, in NXT. I'm excited to see what uh, emerges for her uh, now that she's officially gotten signed. That's awesome. And, and you, I think you highlighted a, a potential issue that, that they could see with NXT, the worry about what would happen with the, with the talent, right? Um, I, I think you can certainly expect with NXT a lot of highs and valleys because it's going to be hard for them to keep a consistency. They're, I mean, you can see them signing. What if Finn Balor and uh, Kenta are... Uh, had, uh, Hideo, thank you. Well, he hasn't been on TV for a while, so I forgot his name. That's fair. Yeah. Um, um, you know, what if they didn't work out? What if they didn't adapt very well? What if Kevin Owens wasn't a breakout, holy crap, hit that he was, right? And they just floundered, you know? Um, it's not like it hasn't happened before, you know? What if uh, Gargano and, 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 and Tomosa Ciampa come in and they're, they don't adapt, you know, and it doesn't work out? Now we have a hole in the roster uh, of that development. Who do you bring up? You know, or does somebody else does somebody else step up? Um, it's it, it, in the end. While we love the product and we love what's happening down there, it is still developmental. And now, as they're selling out fourteen thousand seat arenas in in Brooklyn, they still have to make sure they keep that level of quality, don't they? Yeah. So, well, it, it's also hard to kind of compare their pay-per-view shows to their weekly programs Mm -hmm. because they do only get one hour a week. It's not like WWE where you're inundated with product after product after product. Like the weekly shows are allowed to be a little lackluster. Mm -hmm. Like the weekly show should not be the same quality as the pay-per-view. The expectation is lower. Yeah. I will, I I will attest to that though because I, I mentioned this, uh, I believe, in the Facebook group, because uh, NXT is rolling into Texas in two weeks, mm. and uh, I bought tickets for the NXT Austin show. I'm slightly disappointed by the card that they've announced, to where I've literally thought of going to the Ring of Honor show instead. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Finn, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin in the main event doesn't do it for me. Mm. Neither does Bailey versus Dana Brooke. I love you, Bailey, but you know it's not my ideal you know and and it's not a knock on those talents no but but you have to have those talents kind of step up in a sense and there are some wwe grown talents like like the ones that haven't gotten their indie names that i am impressed by and i am you know seeing potential in but those names need to rise to the top and the ones that just aren't cutting it are going to need to kind of either reach that point or just go away basically Mm. because when you're bringing in these top level uh talents from the indies or from japan or from anywhere you need to up the level of the of your of your talent that you already have right right uh what about you matt what do you think about uh the level of nxt where it's at right now and even i think we should mention going into this uh dusty tag thing uh i think we said um on numerous occasions that we were in like this golden age for NXT mm-hmm. and that we shouldn't ignore it and we shouldn't um, take it for granted. Um, so you think about NXT from the launch of the WWE network, what a year and a half ago to take over in Brooklyn where they sold out the 14,000 seats. That's a pretty solid year and a half. It was awesome. And if we're going downhill from here, if we're taking a little dip, 
so be it. Because we got a year and a half of almost wall-to-wall awesome from NXT. Um, and I think, you know, people just need to keep things in perspective. That I mean, is it fair to have expected NXT to maintain the level of quality we got, especially basically from last summer through this summer, basically there's like peak NXT uh, from the point where Sami Zayn starts to rise up the card and Kevin Owens comes in and yada yada and the girls come. That's pretty much the high point of NXT. And I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's fair to expect them to maintain that quality because eventually these people do get called up um, and it's going to take a toll. You can't replace all the talent that they've lost. Um, just with KO and Neville and the three girls. I mean, that's a lot. That's a big chunk of that roster. Right. Right. Um, so from there, uh, again, you know, of course, Lucha Underground is off. We've talked about how they may or may not be coming back for season two. There's a financial issue, apparently. Not, and not, not that they didn't make money, but the production costs and the network and everything and making sure they get backers. It's kind of more complicated, it sounds like. Uh, but uh, And there's also been question marks about whether Ring of Honor will stick around on uh, Destination America as well. And, Mike, you've been following the TNA story as well. I guess you tell me that there's only three more weeks left officially on Destination America. Or is this the definite cutoff date or the we're hoping to hear something? Um, well, th- that's what the rumor has been on the internet for the longest time. Like, uh, the end of September is when uh, Destination America has to choose whether they want to keep Ring of Honor and Impact mm-hmm. or if they just want to cut their losses. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. TNA has been promoting that they're going to have a big name from their past coming back. Um, I guess to try, like, a last desperate plea to boost ratings. Because the ratings have not been good, um, like it, I don't know, it's like I, I was watching Impact last week and doing my live tweet with the hashtag "Wake Me Up When September Ends," mm-hmm. because uh, if I were Destination America, I wouldn't keep Impact. I think they already want to cut their losses in Ring of Honor, given that they took away their eight o'clock time slot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's just, they're not being fresh. They're not being fresh at all. They're not being new or interesting. Like the wrestling is good, but other than that, you know, there's nothing to draw you in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Garza is saying in the chat room, the TNA, go- the TNA goes away and GFW takes over their time slot. That's definitely not happening. No, they have something else because going on. GFW is less established than Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that wouldn't if that's the case. Then Destination America really doesn't know how to run a company. And, and I think I think also um, from looking at the draws at their shows, it's not like they're getting buzz either. Either mm-hmm. it feels like it is a TNA part two from from everything I'm seeing, which yeah, is. Go I was going to say, speaking of te- uh, Texas wrestling shows, they canceled all their Texas shows. No way. Yep. And and you have to drive, I believe, an hour. F- I, I, there's some parts where you have to drive an hour from the venue to get a refund. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, we talk about, I'm sorry, we talk about on Indie Mayhem show a little bit about, like, bad indie things that will, like, ruin you for going to an indie show. That will ruin you. That's, do you know how many people that probably ruined from going to anything that's not WWE in the near future? Probably a little more than 100. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
I saw their take, the pictures of their draws. Amen. Amen. with the soft zing. Over the fence, my friend. Over the fence. Wow, that was impressive. <laughs> I did not expect that. Um, and, and, and how did we go from so much promise at the beginning of the year to, ugh. Well, I still like NXT. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying NXT is a, a, a problem on all this. If nothing else, they're the winner. And, and I'm hoping they're not the winner just because WWE has the money and don't have to answer to anybody. Um, but, but in the long run, whether it's because, we see what all the money in the world does to Monday Night Raw. Okay. And even with their resources, somebody has to be smart enough to put on a good show on NXT to sell out something. Think about that. 14,000 people sold out in, in, in Brooklyn on a show that doesn't even show on a network. Mm-hmm. How impressive is that? It's, it's pretty I mean, impressive. I mean, granted, they also, this was like their WrestleMania. It was. It, it was. was the buildup of every, like every single match on the card but had man. at least a three week buildup, if not much, much longer. But man, that versus something that had a weekly show on Spike TV and couldn't draw that anywhere for a pay per view, mm-hmm. except for maybe England. Yeah, but again, it comes down to storylines. It comes down to quality of product. Well, in ring yeah. plus storyline, everything. It has to be a full package, and that's what they got mm-hmm. in NXT. And, and, I, and to be honest, Ring of Honor has actually been pretty decent this past month. Right. It's it's just again, it doesn't have the buzz. Mm-hmm. I say I say as far as Impact goes, if, if this is the end in, in by the end of September, uh, they'll go to the internet because I believe they do the same thing when they transition yeah. from Fox Sportsnet to Spike TV was they had like three months of their shows they just put on the internet. Well, that's why they've been plugging their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I assume that's where they're going mm-hmm. if they don't have anything. Um, I, I can tell you this firsthand. If, if TNA goes to YouTube for their shows, we're not covering it. <laughs> No, we're not. We're not going to cover it. No, they they, pre- uh, they, they the midweek become... war might just become the weekly NXT recap. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I think we are just going to be down to one, and, and I think we're changing the name at that point. Uh, so, <laughs> well, no, no. Then, then we'll just do uh, <laughs> we'll do a, uh, a an eighteen part episode, an eighteen part series, mm-hmm. just like WWE did on how NXT won the midweek war. <laughs> They outlasted Lucha, they beat up Impact, and they were funnier than ROH. That's it. Boom. Man, I, and I'm looking at the subscriber numbers and some of the video numbers over here on uh, Impact's YouTube site. I don't know if they're getting enough that they could make money off of this if they put an hour show on or two-hour show on every week. Probably not. I, well, I don't think they've even filmed anything. I, well, no, no, no. Of course, of course. And even if they start doing that, I mean, it'd be interesting if they got a partnership with YouTube of some sort that they started funding some stuff. But I, even then, I think they've started pulling out that stuff. And the stuff that they have funded on YouTube are like people that had webcam shows that don't need that much money to do their show. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know that this would work for them. 
Um, yeah, there's no more midweek war. I'm with, I'm with you on that. So, all right. On that note, uh, hey guys. Uh, speaking of uh, wrestling, that's not on your television and is on the internet. We do have indiewrestling.us, uh, and it's we got a lot of stuff going on there. IWC's Cage Fury 2015 it was recently released uh, tomorrow, Wednesday this week, uh, as of this uh, recording. Uh, I will actually be posting RWA's Aggression 2015 with friends of the show, uh, G Raver versus Gory going head to head tag team partners in G Raver's farewell match. I, I it was so much fun to edit that thing and uh and, and to watch those guys go at it. Um always a pleasure and, and some of the some of the highest and top notch stuff in indie wrestling. And of course the uh the the the, the hot hot flying off the digital sh- shelves. It's uh the legend of Virgil and his traveling merchandise table. And uh, this was, I think, the last project before some guys that did a chic documentary decided to help him out and get him on the Twitter. Guys, that's not him. Sorry, sorry to break your kayfabe. Um, but anyways, I'm just not going to get into that conversation. That could be a whole segment uh, by itself. We need to get back and do a social media segment on 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 uh, wrestling because and get Dutters on because she has some things to say about that. Um, but anyways, indiewrestling.us, so much going on there, so many releases. We just started um, actually uh, uh, posting shows from some guys out in. Ohio, I think Marietta was where they had this. Marietta, Ohio, if I have my my, my stuff straight. Uh, 605 Wrestling out there. That's the wrong... That's, I don't even know what my own website, apparently. Um, 605 Wrestling out there, uh, they actually uh, uh, had a sh- uh, tri-state reunion show with... Uh, one of the sh- matches was Sabu and Madman Pondo, I think in a three-way with Shane Douglas. Some crazy stuff out there. And, uh, and, and of course, everybody else from the people. Uh, best of. Some guy named Johnny Gargano has a best of on, on there from uh, Prime Wrestling. Uh, Greg Iron, Shima Zion, DJZ, and uh, so much more. And also, uh, we have a new contributor joining us, uh, giving you a little bit of a look around the Indies. We want to be a about the indies in general on this site and that is our friend of the mainstream media matt carlson matt do you want to say something about what's coming up on there uh yeah just that um we're doing this uh around the indies um column basically and we're just kind of like gathering up um kind of what everybody's up to over the weekends the bigger shows the smaller shows just kind of seeing things of interest from whatever's going on across the country and uh hopefully people will latch on to it and they'll help us keep track of what's going on so uh people don't uh fall too far behind on your favorite independent uh wrestling promotion we're also uh doing some of the upcoming events on there too so we're kind of looking ahead recapping the weekend i think it's gonna be pretty cool um a lot of people doing crazy flippy stuff added into little videos in there you showing that sort there you go i like that i like the twitch stuff all over the place it looked good so nice uh, yeah there's plenty to talk about from the last week so uh Mm-hmm. And actually, connected to that, we're also talking with Dasher Hatfield uh, that just came off of the King of Trios. I was showing a little footage from that uh, on Indie Mayhem Show. That show is also going to be posted on that site as well. So we're hoping you're digging the content, and I hope you stick around and support some of the indie wrestling that we're supporting through the site. And check it out, IndieWrestling.us. Let's take a look back at last week in Sorgatron Media, and uh, we'll be right back with the big question. Watching these ladies on here, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. ladies, I don't know who you are, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's interesting to see what they're doing to try to improve their appearances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting. To watch. It's, it's like very trying fun. to make real life filters is fun to watch. We were uh, hardcore homecoming, and uh, I'm sitting next to Sabu, and uh, he, he's eating tuna, and I'm like, he's like, you got a fork. And I look in the bag, and, and there's a, a new jack, one of New Jack's forks in the bag, and it's got blood from the night before. 
And I'm like, yeah, but it's got blood on it. And, and before I could even say, yeah, dude, but it's got blood on it, Sabu starts eating the tuna with his fork. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's how wow. that's how out of your mind this business has put you. Like all the scenes are hand painted. Wow. I don't know how, but all the scenes are hand painted. That's what they were touting. And technology is it really pops. It really mm-hmm. looks like a, an actual scene from a storybook. But if you have an idea of what we can do on our no. end, in a no. call with Sonny. <laughs> Absolutely not. In a call with Sonny. No, no, I just want to hear the ideas. And this trumps any conversation we've had. Because it seems that our guest has a promo video for Bar Jutsu um, with Sonny in it. Um, Hey guys, we're back. Check out that and so much more at SorgatronMedia.com. A lot of stuff there for your geeky needs. And if you need any help with any video production or anything, give us uh, drop us a line. I would say give us a call. Uh, we, don't, we don't use the phone around here. Come on. This is the internet age. Send an email. Send a video chat. Something like that. But it is time for the big question. And uh, ready to deliver that big question is the Big Papa Lunchbox. I have it. I have a big question. Yes, you do. It. Yes, you do. Friends, we are gathered here today to what? mourn the passing of TNA Wrestling. Well, kind of. Shut up. Taken before their time at the young age of however long they were on television, TNA, well, the writing was on the wall for years now. We've discussed about uh, TNA's troubled history, their problems with the law, their problems with ratings and networks, and 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 they had they had um, um, network after network and, and home after home. They couldn't seem to to hold down a, a simple location. They've been plagued by problem after problem, both internal and external. And and friends, it's time for us to lay TNA to rest. Shut up. What? We're left with a mystery. We're, we're, We're left with the comfort of the unknown in our hearts. And that mystery, my friends, we can bond over this mystery. We can discuss it. We can figure it out. You and I and all the Mayhem Americans... We can figure this out. And that mystery is, what was it? What was the linchpin? What was at the heart of TNA's failure? Many factors can be blamed. Which amongst them is the most damning? Personally, uh, I think that uh, TNA's biggest problem throughout the years was brand management. Mm-hmm. Sure, they made a lot of mistakes, and they got some bad PR and everything like that. And, and you know, they had some downtime and everything like that. But, I mean, any company worth its salt can bring in a consultant that who actually knows what they're talking about and rejuvenate their brand. BP is still a huge corporation in America, and they got some of the worst PR imaginable. They are still a profitable organization. TNA could have turned it all around, but unfortunately, uh, they got some very bad advice and did not manage their brand properly. They could have overcome all of it with good PR, and that's what failed them in the end. Hmm. 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 
Well hmm. said. Thanks. That's mine. Anyone else? I, I would like to say that um, the biggest thing that hurt TNA is lack of accountability. Now, when you're running a business and your business is losing money, as reportedly TNA did for a long, long time, one would assume that if you continue to lose money, your company would eventually go out of business. But this company didn't go out of business because, as far as I know, another company just kept pumping more money into the company that was losing all the money. That just doesn't seem like a motivation to succeed on anyone's part. Now, if you're fighting for your very survival, you'll probably get some better content and some better product. But if you know that no matter how bad you suck and how much money you lose, <laughs> someone will be there to bail you out, where's the motivation? That's where I'm at. Hmm. Uh, I got mine. Uh, I think a best way to sum, in my opinion, the biggest problem with TNA into one little package is is by saying dated content. Uh, and I am not just talking their performers that they tend to bring in from the WWE or WCW or any you know recognizable figure and name that would be willing to take a paycheck. Um, it's also from their product. Minus a period in like 2005, 2006, TNA's content has been very dated. Um, you, it doesn't work with the times necessarily, uh, especially in the past, like, I want to say like seven or eight years. Their content has been been in an era 10 years too late, I would say. Um, and, and I feel like that's a sign of not growing and not adapting and not being willing enough to look at, look at what's going on around you and say, hey, this is what people want. This is what's growing in popularity. This is the kind of style that's growing um, and, and utilizing that. I think and, – and to you know, obviously don't take his word for it necessarily and, and this has been in like WWE style documentaries. But I remember the one thing Paul Heyman keeps bringing up every time that he does like an ECW style documentary is that if ECW was around today, it would not be like how ECW was. It would be more. He would say he would have more of like an MMA kind of. It would be a lot like what Ring of Honor became. Mm -hmm. uh, is is that that's what he believes is that he would have adapted the style to to where it would fit with the time. And I feel like TNA has, uh, like I said, besides that period where the X Division was prominent and that style was prominent. Other than that, their their content has been extremely extremely dated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. I, I, I've, I've mine. Uh, mine is also going to be a two-word phrase with the initials DC, and uh, that is Dixie Carter. Um, she, uh, I, I listened to her interviews uh, her on the, the uh, Jim Ross podcast or the Steve Austin podcast. It was one of them, and um, she came like. If you've ever heard Vince McMahon talk about wrestling, if you've ever heard Eric Bischoff talk about wrestling or Paul Heyman talk about wrestling, they know wrestling. Like, they know – they have vision. 
They have drive. You may not always agree with it. You may not always like what they produce, but they have a vision and they have the passion for it. Um, Dixie Carter came off as someone that just wanted to try and make money and was willing to do anything to do that. And she put her trust and faith in the wrong people. Uh, and it, this kind of ties in with everyone. Like they had, they had a huge opportunity here. They, they had several huge opportunities when they asked to bring Paul Heyman in. Heyman said he would come in, he would fix TNA, but he wanted full creative control and he wanted to be able to let people go. People who eventually left TNA anyway, with the exception of Kurt Angle, because he honestly has nowhere else to go. Um, and they did not want to have Paul Heyman do that. Then they literally had a chance to rebrand themselves completely. Going to Destination America, they had a chance to reboot their entire infrastructure, their entire product, their entire program, and they did absolutely nothing to do that. Uh, it, it's just it's just piss poor management. They didn't bring in the right. They they had they had the talent. They had the. They had the staff. They had a proper staff, but they just didn't have a vision. They didn't have a vision. There's no production value for their show anymore. Mm -hmm. There's no logic to any of their programming. Uh, even like the best parts of the show that they have now are just being bogged down in awful, awful storylines, and it almost makes it unwatchable. They just, they, Dixie Carter lacked a vision because all she wanted to do was make money. At least that's what it sounded like to me. It didn't sound like she was a huge wrestling fan. I'm not saying you have to be a huge wrestling fan, but you have to have a vision for what you want your company to be. And it seems like they lost that along the way. I, I don't, there's going to be some overlap here, but I think it's also, I think Dixie is the head of the problem, of course. I think uh, she didn't have anybody to answer to versus an Eric Bischoff that, that you know, had to answer to people over top, you know, par you know partially because she's like, she's like the, 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 the daughter, she's, she's the Vince McMahon Jr. If Vince McMahon Jr. was not successful and didn't actually buy the company from dad. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? You know, like, like uh, and and I think it was a lot of listening to a lot of people with old ideas um, that didn't have as much skin in the, in the game as she did. Hulk Hogan got out, made a lot of money. Stig made a lot of money. A lot of people in there made a lot of money. But TNA wasn't better for any of it. Uh, I think you see a lot of that. Um, I think I think stuff like Sting, Hulk Hogan. Drain the coffers a bit. It brought some notoriety, but again, you're still talking about people that you know. Sting showed up in WWE and or RVD when he came back, and everybody's like, "Wow, it's great you're back to wrestling after so many years of just not wrestling." <laughs> is the perception, and that's the problem. TNA didn't make any of that debt, and 
I don't know. I think they just missed the some. They they couldn't figure out that something special to put them over, and ended up doing a lot of same old, same old. And I think that's unfortunate because man, we we had their back for the longest time, didn't we? So um, oh, yeah. like, they didn't, they didn't get TNA. they didn't get any return on any of their big investments. No, 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 no. When you have Hulk Hogan, and you can't fill IUP's arena. <laughs> What the hell is that? I mean, granted, he's not wrestling, but still. No, but still, Hulk freaking Hogan is like the biggest name that you could possibly get. Sting's not going to... I mean, even Sting is a significant name. But Hulk Hogan is the guy on Sports Illustrated. And you don't put your poster all over town? And I mean, what? how are you not putting a significant dent in an in audience at a console arena? With that, with Hulk Hogan, right? I mean, I just Sir, I, go ahead. Yeah, I think I think you make the I think you're right on the on the nose because you're looking at while TNA is paying all this money to Hulk Hogan and Sting, WWE was is, is is packing them in by the thousands with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, um, guys that were readily available to TNA to seize upon them. You know, TNA could have had TNA Owens if they wanted them. TNA had Okada under contract at one point. TNA had New CM Japan Punk right now, mm-hmm. or TNA, one of them, I should say. TNA had CM Punk back in the day. Yeah, exactly. He was in Sports Entertainment Extreme. Like mm-hmm. so, they had these big name guys, and they let all of their young guys go. Well, not necessarily letting them go, but look. To me, I mean, you're looking at both these companies have talented wrestlers. So, what went wrong? Is it is it the marketing? And you know what what creates that disconnect where it clicks when you're watching WWE with TNA? It's just completely flat. Also, the name TNA—that was the worst decision they could have made. Yeah, that's been dumb forever. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I also hate like they still like this going back to LB. They still have a brand identity issue. Yeah. Like they call their show Impact Wrestling. Their website is ImpactWrestling.com, but their company is TNA. Right. Like, they should have just changed everything over, or they should have just called the company Impact Wrestling from the start. Because TNA still makes... Like, when you say TNA in a crowded room, people think they're going to see tits and ass. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. I mean, if you look at some of the knockout segments, they're not wrong. Well, what do you guys think? Uh, we have some comments from, from Garza. Uh, they still made Styles, Joe, Machine Guns, and all the guys uh, TNA made big. Uh, yeah. I, I'd argue Joe was made in Ring of Honor. Um, but but still it came to household name. I, I couldn't even call any of those guys household names. They're big to us as wrestling oh, fans. Oh, no, they're not household they're, names. No, no, I no, they're not. The Machine Guns were never made. No, no, no. If they were made anywhere, it was in Japan, and it was on their own merit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does anyone remember Chris Saban was a former TNA world champion? <laughs> yeah. they, they wasted those guys, Sorg. Mm-hmm. They wasted them. Mm-hmm. They wasted AJ Styles, they wasted Samoa Joe, and they wasted Daniels and Kazarian and blah, 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 go down the line. And the proof is in the fact that those guys left TNA and they're bigger than they ever were when they were in TNA. Right, right. Even Joe just showing up on NXT is, is, is the feeling, you know, so... 
Well, uh, not to be uh, very down on, on TNA, but it's not looking good for them. I think the other mistake is on uh, non-promoting shows. I haven't seen one flyer for their show. Yeah, uh, TNA is going to be – I'm really curious. This is going to be a very telling sign. Uh, TNA is supposed to be in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh as in 45 minutes from Pittsburgh. Uh, at Rochester, I, Roch, Ross Traver Ice Gardens, around the corner from uh, where RWA is having their show, which is headlined by Sanjay Dutt against Amazing Red. And again, they're in that area. They have not seen anything in that show. And uh, having just edited the show, I saw the very impassioned speech by Dr. Feelbad about let's outdraw TNA. Uh, and this is a company that regularly does over 200, um, and, and I think they said over 300 the last show. So um, that's very, very, very possible. They're going to outdraw Impact Wrestling with national TV exposure on cable. Um, right in their own backyard and i think that i feel bad because again we have friends in tna we, we like we have friends in the indies and from over the years been on our show in tna and i don't want to see the company go away but it's it looks like very much that could be the way the way this is so anyways as a wrestling promoter texts me um <clears throat> <laughs> No, not related not related uh so let me know what you think uh rwa aggression 2015 is coming out like i said i'm posting that next or tomorrow uh as of this recording so check that out at indiawrestling.us let us know what you think how do we word that lb how, how did we officially word that again watch the damn fireworks no 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 not that one <laughs> your question <laughs> oh 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 what is at the heart of the demise of TNA. Of the demise of TNA. Let us know your thoughts on that, and you can have a chance to win RWA's Aggression 2015. Great, great show that you'll be not nearly as disappointed in as Impact. That's a bad plug for that show. I'm so, I apologize for that. That's not what I meant. Um, but either way, you'll be happier than what's going on TNA. Um, but uh, okay, at that point, now uh, we wanted to broach another topic here that once again I forgot because it's very, very late. Um, the PWI 500. PWI 500. Oh, the controversy making in the star making. And Space Monkey is number 500. I think it has the most justified thing out of the entire list. Yes, indeed. What is our problem? I, I don't know. Are we going to talk a lot of indie wrestlers here? Or are we going to talk about what's happened at the top of the card there for the PWI? No, no, no. It's, it, uh, I think the main issue a lot of people have that I didn't really even think about until it was brought to my attention uh, is from the top of the card. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely the problem is at the top of the card. And it's the fact that John Cena is number two. No. To Seth Rollins. He, obviously, John Cena should be number one. I mean, come on. Yeah, you would think that. Um, no, uh, it's the case that somebody who uh, not only wasn't the top one, not only was not in the top ten, someone who wasn't even on the list entirely, Brock Lesnar. Was not on the list? Nowhere on the list. What? Apparently the rule is there's a set number of matches you're uh, supposed to have within the year to be involved in the PWI 500. Uh, and because of Brock's schedule, he didn't fit those requirements. But I'm pretty sure 95% of the random indie wrestlers that they just threw onto that list don't fit those requirements either. What is the requirement? It's a, I read somewhere it was uh, 20 matches in a year. 
four, like one in at least eight separate months or something. Yeah, some some criteria like that. Okay, okay. So 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 Brock doesn't meet something like that, but still one of the most impactful guys of the year, hands down. Guy who held the belt pretty much. Yeah. Most of the year. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, also, the, the, um, Brandon wrote a whole big thing on this. There are guys on here that I'm not sure had 20 matches. Like Daniel Bryan is number 14. Did Bryan have 20 matches this year? He might have. If he did house shows Maybe. that first bit of the year. No, no, definitely. Definitely. I'll check you check. You check. But, there are, um, but what I'm also mean is that there's indie wrestlers that haven't had a like wrestling match document. It's 2013 that are on that list. But Brock Lesnar, like the biggest monster heel WWE has had in a long time, like he's not on there. I mean, and neither is the Undertaker, is he? I don't think so. No. Nope. Undertaker's not on there either. Like. Again, granted, yes, we're upset about a fake list. Yeah, we're <laughs> upset about something that's, you know, arbitrary. But at the same time, it's it's just, like, ridiculous. Like, if you can, if you look at WWE's year, and you even ask who the top guy was in WWE this past year, you're either going to say Seth Rollins or Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You're um, not even going to say John Cena. He's not going to come into the discussion because he wasn't the champion. Sorry, Albie. Okay, so so a few things that happened here. So so you mentioned Brand Stroud's uh, kind of article about this. He pointed out some interesting things. Um, Pentagon Junior is ranked lower than R Truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, as in ninety four and ninety five respectively. Uh, the tag team rankings still don't make any sense. Okay, there's that. Uh, King Barrett. King Barrett is the twentieth best wrestler in the world, and then we show him in the uh, pre show match to a couple pay per views with our truth. Uh, yeah. PWI forgot who Zack Ryder is. Okay, a lot of people have. Uh, I, 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 okay, <laughs> I'm with you on that. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on those points, but. <laughs> I forget who said it last night, something like that. But, you know, I think they figure out the first 20 people or maybe 100 people, and then they just kind of throw out random names and put them in a list. I want to know why Rusev is number eight. Rusev, no. Rusev is over guys. These are the guys he's better than, supposedly. Alberto Patron. Okay. Kevin Owens. Prince Puma. Uh, Tanahashi. His side led to uh, this is. I don't think it's just like Jay Lethal. Is this supposed to be they're good wrestlers or they've made the most impact? I think they had. I think it's best year. Best like, year. I, I think good for them. Rusev went to a giant match as the heel to WrestleMania with the number two on the list, John Cena. That I, I get that, and he's and and he's very good in the ring. I think, and he's still influential and has has had some big big matches. The rest of the year, for the most part, yeah, was- he held the he held the U.S. title for like right, ever. right. How, how dare how dare we question Ruru's spot on the list? Absolutely. I'm just I'm just I want rationale. Like, <sighs> it doesn't make sense. Uh, by the way, I checked, and Daniel Bryan is well clear of the twenty matches he needs. Yeah, yeah. Thanks I, to the house shows. I mean, yeah, all, yeah. Also, just like I had the big question first of all when we talked about the divas, is like, you really, she's not defending on house shows, even, you know. So, but anyways, uh, like, why is Bobby Roode better than EC three? Oh, that's travesty. I, again, I, I don't know what their selection process is, but I think this is like any, any, any. 
list you see on the internet. It was just this was the list back in the day, and now now we all get to see it, uh, see it, and talk about it, and podcast about it, and, and stuff. In the meantime, um, why does anybody care about PWI? It's just, I mean, it's just like a talking point because yeah, they're yeah, supposed yeah. to be pro wrestling insiders. They are like the last, uh, the last well, big magazine. And don't get me wrong, yeah, thank I know, you. But they're they're supposed to be insiders. But uh, don't get me wrong, thank you, PWI, for your uh, uh, four out of five suplexes you gave uh, Finding Zach Gowan when we put that out a, a couple years ago. Uh, but 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 still, you know, what what is the influence here? Um, it, it it seems like uh, 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 the ultimate trolling listicle article for professional wrestling at this point uh, to, to get this goat. So I don't know. I think, I think it's meaningful to mm-hmm. indie guys who finally break into it, which is kind of why it makes it frustrating to hear that, that the bottom half of this list is kind of some filler. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you yeah, want, it's, you it's want it's the guys who make it on this list to have earned their spot because you, you want these indie guys to, to feel somewhat validated when they make this yeah, list. Yeah, and that's a that's a not the because I know some indie guys that are on that list. I yeah, mean, and so do we. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great for them, but it's based off of who PWI like directly sees and who uh, and who sends in their information. Yeah, and then yeah, that's the other thing too, because we're like, well, okay, great, John McChesney's on the list. Why isn't Jimmy Nuts on the on the list? He's been having a great year with IWC and VOW and everything, and, and he's been getting around and doing some cool stuff. And he's one of the guys that I you talk to the guy. The guy freaking wants it, right? Um, I, I think that's 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 what you have to look at. You need to look at it from from the top up. The 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 the, the, the bottom the top half is 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 you know an interpretation of what you see again these guys aren't going to see the entirety of indie wrestling I, i'm really surprised when guys like a john mcchesney pop up on the list because i'm like well you know although he's had a great year because he's popped up with gfw and everything he's been getting around a little bit um you know uh, there are a lot of indie wrestlers out there a lot of indie wrestlers in there out there and we're mixing in all the stuff we just talked about lucha roh tna um, are, is New Japan counted in here as well? I, I saw yes, some names yeah, on there, but again, oh, yeah. but again, they're also doing a lot of U.S. states with Ring of Honor and such as well. Um, in all that, for any of those guys like an RJ City, like a Dalton Castle, like a John McChesney to be on that list is is completely awesome. Or, or guys that you have from Inspire Pro, you know. Um, and I think we should um, um, praise that and not get muddled so much in the. Top 100. Unless one of our dudes shows up in the top 100, then freaking awesome. You know what? I I'm <laughs> and I I know that one guy's going to be pissed at me for bringing this up, but I'm glad I'm glad to see Zach Gowan back on the list of all guys. You know, being a comeback story and everything. Because I mean, you think he had a better year than Cheeseburger Sork? Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yes. I don't know. I'm going. I'm going. Zach Ryder greater than Cheeseburger. Sorry, Cheeseburger. Is Cheeseburger off the list? Cheeseburger's on the list. He's on the list. Okay. All right. He's criminally low. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is below guys like Coconut Jones, Quan Chang, and Dick Justice. Where's, a, where's that Hey, one? don't you know you won't say anything negative about Dick Justice. <laughs> All right. Wow. Maybe Justice we'll continue the rest of that part of the conversation on the Indie Mayhem show uh, a little a bit later. There's a guy who's missing from... This list, who is recently on the Indie Mayhem show, Sugar Sugar 
Dunkerton is not on this list. A shame because he's been ripping it up up in Chicago. Had a great showing at Super Indie. Um, I think I don't know if he's just a dude that didn't send his stuff in, but uh, a guy that's really kind of repositioning himself on the indies these days. And 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 I hope somebody recognizes that. So. On that note, other than learning about how lists work, learning how mass and bellatrons work, and learning how a company dies with a whimper on national television, I want to learn, or I don't want to learn what you learned from pro wrestling this week. Mad Mike? Sorg, I, I, I learned that the Bellas can't do math. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grant, I already knew that. I, I covered the old Divas. We we covered that they don't know math pretty extensively on that show, but I learned once again they don't know how to do math. Okay, okay. What about you, Launchbox? Uh, I learned that Xavier Woods knows the Final Fantasy victory theme on trombone. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, uh, related, I learned that Xavier Woods is my favorite cosplayer at Dragon Con on Instagram. <laughs> by the way, I believe he did a, a gem cosplay the one night. And, oh, uh, uh, there's also one one other thing I forgot. I I wanted to mention this instead of the Bella thing. Um, I learned that Corey Graves went to BronyCon and did uh, a, did an episode of Culture Shock there, and everybody should watch it, because it is hilarious. Side note, his I can't wait to see more of his Inked show, because uh, the one he did on Seth Rollins was really cool. Um, so, and, and I actually tracked that, because Seth Rollins mentioned working with uh, uh, Graves' dad, which means that, uh, hey, uh, he, he worked Pittsburgh at some point here. So, um, and I kind of backed that up with asking a friend that knows his wrestling history in the area. So, uh, Mr. Carlins, what did you learn in wrestling this week? I learned that uh, Dean Am- <laughs> I learned that Dean Ambers and Roman Reigns do not care what happens to Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Well, to be fair, to be fair. Okay. Uh, Amen. Finally, what did you learn from wrestling this week? I learned that uh, I've, I've got this black sock that has like a red trim on top of it uh, that I can't find the right pair to, and I've been looking everywhere. Uh, every other sock has a pair to it. I checked the uh, the laundry, couldn't find it. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, I found this whole thing out while watching the Randy Orton Sheamus match. That was boring as hell. <laughs> I do not want to get into that. All right, uh, little, little backstory. Hmm. We had a joke that Eamon should live tweet organizing his sock drawer during the next Randy Orton Sheamus match. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are going to tune into that NXT or, or not NXT, the MSG live special, follow at Mayhem Show that <laughs> from the social medias. I, I ask every hashtag, week hashtag Do you smell what the sock is cooking? I ask every week on Twitter and Facebook what you learned in wrestling, and we get a lot of responses. Uh, our buddy, buddy, our buddy, Buddy Landell uh, says watching a, a Raw on DVR is the best way to watch the show. Uh, so we, we had a football game; he's trying to watch at the same time. He gets to skip all the filler. That, that's that's awesome. Uh, also, uh, Garza learned that Jesse Goddard's is better than Zack Sabre Jr. on the PWI 500. I believe that is. <laughs> so there's that. He, I, I don't, I don't know. Both of these people, I think Jesse Garters was a TNA guy, right? That, he still is, Sorg. Hmm. And, uh, uh, okay, okay. 
travesties in list form. You know what I mean? Uh, also, other people learned. Garza also learned on another page uh, that thanks to that meal guy jumping the rail and go, uh, getting a match at SummerSlam, fans think it's okay to throw briefcases to wrestlers or jump the guardrail. Thanks, Amel. There you go. We can track that back, right? Uh, Matt Taylor had no idea that Tamina was the daughter of future Hall of Famer Stevie Richards. Huh. Okay. All right. There's that. Uh, Matt Matt Carlin's also learned that. Uh, oh yeah. No. No. This is what you just said here. You just also read it here. Uh, Kyle in the in the uh, uh, Wrestling Man Show group on Facebook learned that Xavier was trombone skills leveled up. So, guys, thank you so much. I think we had a lot of great conversation. Thank you to our esteemed panel here. Of course, Papa Launchbox of PanelRiot.com. It's true. I, I, it's also true. I had not listened to your show since I started contributing to your show on Patreon, and now I have <laughs> begun. And now I'm trying to comment with you on Twitter things that you talked about four weeks ago. <laughs> listen, you can you can listen to things I talked about a year ago. I'm just happy people are listening. That's true. That's true. And also, Mad Mike contributed to so many shows here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show Podcast Network. It's probably going to be a few less in a few weeks, but yeah, uh, I'm organizing with Jen Collins right now. We are going to be doing a Total Divas wrap-up tomorrow. Good. And uh, I've heard it's really hard to be a Divas champion, so I'm excited to find out what that means. Guys, it's really hard to be a Divas champion. It's really hard. I understand. It's really hard. I don't know why. Oh, it's so hard. Yes, yes. Eamon, he's the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, having the big Battle Wars 2 with Chikara coming up. And then tune into this week's Indie Mayhem show when we talk with uh, one Dasher Hatfield about all things uh, uh, Battle Wars and King of Trios. Yes, so we did. Check that out. Yes, we did. And, of course, our friend, contributor, contributing writer to Mayhem Show and IndieWrestling.us, Mainstream Matt, Matt Carlins. Thanks, Stuart. I'm looking forward to the first column on WrestlingMayhemShow.com coming up on Thursday. I don't want to say – I don't want to oversell it. But it might be awesome. Might be awesome. Can you give us a hint? Can you give us a hint? Awesome. (laughs) Look, uh, the little bit I've been getting, it sounds like it is going to be pretty interesting. Words will be involved. Okay. Okay. There you go. That's right. We're back to the ready on Wrestling Mayhem Show. And so much more. WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Subscribe to us on the video and audio forums. All the links over there for all the shows. And uh, please drop a slime to that email address. Good times. Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. 412-206-WMS0. And uh, thanks to our friend Basic Sickness at BasicSickness.com for some free music for the intro and outro to this and the Indie Mayhem show. And uh, and you guys, please join us every Tuesday night. We get to wrestling about 9 p.m. Eastern time at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. And usually through the midnight hour, you can join us in the chat room as well as our friends have uh, uh, every week. Thank you so much. It's fun. It's family. It's a good time. Uh, please join us every week. Listen to the show. Comment to us on iTunes. or Just let, let us know what you think of stuff on the show at Mayhem Show on the Twitter. Thank you, everybody. Part of Mayhem Nation. I love you all. Mayhem out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.